Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. This episode of Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy is a celebration of three individuals that have made it very easy and pleasurable for us to enjoy the resources of the natural state, Arkansas. Retired Director of the Arkansas Department of Tourism, Joe David Rice. Former Mayor of Little Rock, Jim Daly. And former and current Mayor of North Little Rock, Terry Hartwick. We'll hear from all three of them. Let's begin with Joe David Rice. As Ernie Dumas would say, Joe David, you are a true Arkansasier. You were born in Paragould, reared in Jonesboro, schooled in Fayetteville before moving to the University of Illinois for your master's degree in environmental planning. I read as a young man, you and some of your friends created the first mountain bike trail in the state. Is that true? Well, it was the first mountain bike trail in Craighead County. Uh, it may, may have been one of the first in the state because this was back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. So it was an accidental mountain bike trail. So how did that come about? Were you in high school? Were you in college? No, I was in uh, grade school and junior high. And uh, <laughs> there was a 20-acre piece of land behind our subdivision, and we just had free reign over that. We went up there with our shovels and hatchets and axes and created a, a series of trails where we could just ride like uh, banshees through the woods. You are a can-do kind of guy. Well, you know, you have, you're sort of left to your own resources. We, we had plenty of resources to pull that off. You know, that kind of bothers me about today. You couldn't let your kids do that today. We had no idea what bike helmets were, nothing to do about bike locks. You know, we were just out there having a good time. Or being stolen. No. Or kidnapped. Hmm. Or Jonesboro was sort of a Norman Rockwell kind of town to grow up in. Yeah. You know, and we if, if stuff was happening, you didn't know about it because we didn't have the communications we have today. So that naivety was kind of freeing, I guess. It, it was a good life. It really was. And it was still good today. So they did credit you for making the first mountain bike trail in the state of Arkansas. You have been credited for that. <laughs> well, I'll take that. But it was uh, a joint effort between Larry and Dwight and Bobby. The rest and there of had us. to be other kids out there doing that in other parts of the state, too. Probably so. Undoubtedly. Uh, so you decided to, you love the outdoors. You decided you were going to get a degree in environmental planning. You went to Illinois for a master's. What did you think you were going to do with that degree? What career were you seeking? I was hoping to come back and uh, work for Arkansas State Parks, and I, I did that for a while. And then uh, they moved me over to the tourism division, and I just stayed quite a while there. So you did work for the Arkansas State Parks and Tourism. They're the same. What do you mean? Well, uh, You're the director of the State Parks and Tourism. It, at the time I worked, it was the Department of Parks and Tourism. We had a State Parks Division where I got my first job with the department, and then they sw switched me over to the Tourism Division where I was more in charge of trying to promote the state and get more tax dollars generated. Oh, so you weren't out in the world as much as you'd like to have been probably. I was out in the commercial world, but uh, I Making still got speeches? to travel the state. Making speeches? Going to a lot of chicken lunches and things like that, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Rex Nelson has a great website. What's the name of that website? He was on the radio show with us. Chicken. It's fried pies. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Southern yes. fried chicken. Uh, it kind of sounds like you did what he did a lot. Yeah, I did get paid as well as Rex, but it was fun. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, so you began your career before that, I do believe. As an entrepreneur, you were the co-owner of the Buffalo River Outfitting Business. Yeah, it was on Highway 65, about halfway between uh, Conway and Harrison, up around Marshall. That was a great experience to go out there and see how people reacted to the river and, and, and what uh, really turned them on and off. That was, that was a good experience. How old were you when you were doing that? I was... Uh, Probably 29 or 30, something like that. Okay, so I'm confused. Did, did it take, how long did it, so did you do that while you were working for the state parks? Yes, uh, before I started working for the tourism division. I did that on weekends. Oh. you Were you married? Yes, uh-huh. Your and, wife would let you go off for the weekends? Uh, well, she would go with me, and so would our two boys. So it was a, a family adventure. 
gotcha. And you were co-owner, so you were an entrepreneur. That's right. And I got to drive the bus and tote canoes and, and put them in the water and pick up people and pick up trash and try to deal with the National Park Service when they would give us the latest regulation. If you were to pick a, a river of all the rivers, it sounds like you know a lot about the Arkansas rivers from your child, from your from your young adult ages, which rivers would you pick? To do what on? To, to float. To float. Oh, to do what? There you go. Fish, float. Well, uh, you know, everybody's heard of the buffalo. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the Piney up north of Russellville uh, probably has much of a better whitewater. Uh, it's not nearly as crowded. The mulberry's great. If you want to see a really underappreciated river in Arkansas, I'd recommend go down to southwest Arkansas check out the Cossatot. It's uh, one of our newer state parks, and it's the most rugged whitewater in mid-America. And it's, it's the most what? Rugged whitewater stream in mid-America. In the south? In the southwest. Flows out of the Washita's, heads up near Mena and flows straight south uh, through the heart of the Washita's. And uh, it's one of those rivers that uh, I'd recommend you hike along rather than float, unless you're a, a really good canoeist. What's it called? The Cossatot. Supposedly, that's an Indian term, Native American term for skull crusher. And uh, <gasps> people uh, can't get their skulls crushed, certainly get their boats crushed down there. Um, the Washita Rivers, I have been told, or the Washita Mountain, I've been told, is the only mountain that runs, is it east to west? Yes. I think you and Jim Daly had that conversation a few months ago. The Washita's as he pointed out, are actually folded where the tectonic plates came together and lifted up the mountains. And the Ozarks are an uplifted plateau that got, you know, eroded away. So Ozarks technically aren't mountains. Washita's are, if you're a geologist. I think they're both mountains. Jim Daly was on the show. Former mayor of Little Rock, uh, entrepreneur himself through Mm -hmm. the furniture business, uh, a, a very dedicated hiker, conservationist. Let's listen back to what Jim Daly had to say about Joe David Rice. Just to give you a little bit of history, uh, the Department of Parks and Tourism was run for 30-some-odd years by Richard Davies as the director, Joe David Rice as tourism director, and Greg Butts as parks director. So each of those retired within a period of about three years. And as chairman of the committee, we were actually going to make some recommendations to the governor for uh, the replacement of Joe David Rice. And in this committee, mm-hmm. my name kept coming up, and I kept saying, I'm too old, I'm ready to slow down, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. Finally, Kane Webb cornered me one day. We were up at Crystal Bridges, I'll never forget, and I'm about to walk out, and he said, can I talk to you? And I said, he said, would you do it? And I said, Kane, I'm too old, you need somebody younger. And he said, no, seriously, you'd be great. And I said, no, I just don't think so. He said, well, think about it. And finally, after a few days of thinking about it, I said, okay, here's the, here's the deal. If the governor wants me to do it, I'll do it. But I'll commit only for two years. Now, if I have to stay longer because we're still getting things in shape, okay. But my goal is to do several things. We're in a transition, help come up with that next tourism director that's a young person. Secondly, we're in the transition of our new contract to roll out our new website, Arkansas.com, which is a huge deal. Yeah, and I want to see I'll that say. I want to see that through. And then thirdly, I just uh, believe that there's some things we can do to get our staff and organization tidied up, if you want to call it that. (laughs) So anyway, I was appointed back uh, officially, and Joe David and I did some things together around the state just to make that transition. Uh, And, of course, he's the iconic tourism director. All right, let's talk about the places to visit. And there are so many places. When my kids were young, I had a nanny who was going to visit every park one summer with my children that was in driving distance. Mm -hmm. And... I think that's a great goal it is. to have. It's like every park within driving distance of where you live on a one-day trip, you should try to visit. And I have never yet been to every park in Arkansas yet. How many are there? Do you know? 52. 52 state parks, one a week. One a week. <laughs> and, and you got it made. And if you do that, then uh, we'll probably give you some sort of plaque or something. I'll know, be the so. first person, probably. That's so. You know, that would be a great contest. Well, I mean, and actually, there are people that make that part of their goal and on the commission as well as individuals. And we'll you should hear. start a contest like that. And you have, they have to bring something from there. What's those things where you have to go? You have to geo. geo. Yeah, geotags. You or, should do geotags at every state park, and the per- first person to get all the geotags gets a, gets a flag from Arkansas Flag and Banner. That's really a pretty good idea. Thank but, you. But you know what you're talking about, though, when we say what's there to visit or do in Arkansas? Oh, yeah. You know, they're the iconic places like the Presidential Library and Crystal Bridges and 
Devil's Den. Yeah, Devil's Den. But the parks themselves, the 52 state parks, you know, the signature parks, Devil's Den, Magazine, Wilhelmina, Pettyjean. Where's the one you dig for diamonds? What's that called? That's a crater of diamonds. Mm -hmm. and That's no place you you can do that in the world, I don't think. That's right. It's the only place in the world. And keep your diamond. And keep your diamond. And there's probably an average of over 30 diamonds a month found and kept by people at Crater Diamonds. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, most of them are small, obviously. Do they have showers there when you get finished? You can go take a shower. <laughs> they, I'm serious. Uh, well, they actually, they have a water park there. So I, I guess in. you could go jump in the water park okay. if you want to. But, you know, they have the sluicing ponds that are sheltered so you can get in out of the sun and go dig up some dirt. You can actually take back a bucket of dirt with you if you want to take it home with you. And... Or the gravel, actually. You have to wash it and then leave the dirt there. But take Okay, back. and then there's caves all over the caves place. Caves all over the place. I, I mean, actually saw one for sale not too, a couple years ago. And a lot of, one of the places some people don't uh, know about or don't think much about, uh, when I ask the question when I'm speaking, is uh, Old Washington State Park, which is down Where's near, that? down toward Texarkana, near Hope. Uh, it uh, was the Civil War capital of Arkansas. And when you drive that eight miles off of the off Interstate 30 and you go down the little two-lane road and all of a sudden you arrive and you look around and go oh my gosh this could this could be williamsburg really it's really cool there's a restaurant there interesting interpretive uh uh, people that dress up in the the outfits of the house that they that person lived in back in the 1800s they tell the story there's a i mean anyway it's a fascinating place to visit so did you know about that before you became the state parks tourism guy i actually knew about it but had never been there until i got on the commission so when I was on the commission, I thought one day I was down in Texas, Canada. I said, man, i got to go see this Have you place. been to all 52 state parks? I've been to 40, I don't know, I've been to 48. Yeah. Just got four more to go? Four more to go. That's right. Yeah. So. What, what were the last four? You remember? Okay, I now I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, canoeing. Canoeing is great. Buffalo State Park. Buffalo right State Park, Buffalo, Buffalo National, National Park. Park. Yeah, that's, that's right. National Park. So it's not under our purview, but it's one of the greatest assets that we have in Arkansas. Hot Springs National Park. Hot Springs National Park. I yeah. mean, that's pretty crazy. Where you've got Lake Washtenaw State Park. You've got um, uh, the other one over there, too, Lake Catherine State Park. Beautiful lakes. I mean, our rivers and lakes that we have in Arkansas are incomparable. Water is going to become the next oil. I agree. And we are going to be yeah, rich. I agree. I agree. The other thing that's going on in Arkansas that, of course, is the growth in some communities of activities like mountain biking. Up in yeah. northwestern part of the state, in addition to Crystal Bridges, you've also got those young Walton grandsons up there that are, they, they have made it their, their plan that Arkansas is going to be the mountain biking capital of the nation they did an economic impact study and i want to talk a little bit about that for the state they did an economic impact study that said that cycling had a 187 million dollar impact on northwest arkansas in 2017 i mean you have shops that are starting up brew pubs along the routes i mean it's it's just growing and they're putting money into other places too they're putting money into some of our parks like hobbs state park up near rogers and eureka springs uh, for bike trails, we're embracing more bike trails in our state parks, and it's becoming one of the hottest things going. My son, my youngest son, just moved to Columbus, Ohio, and they and it's a, it's, I think that's the biggest state school in America, and they bike so much there that they have stop lights on the bike oh, paths. Oh really? Huh. Yeah, right that's next pretty, to the yeah. cars. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's how big biking yeah. is. I think you're so right. Tourism represents. Okay. Nearly $8 billion of economic impact upon the state of Arkansas. How much? $8 billion, nearly $8 billion. Who knew? It's the second largest industry in the state after agriculture. Uh, who knew that? I mean, they don't, unless you just stated. And, of course, we've got, I'll leave this with you, but there are numbers for each of the counties, for the different regions, the impact in terms of jobs, uh, sales tax that comes back to us. I mean, it is a net plus to us, tourism means something without putting a lot into it it's a net plus to us because when tourists come here they spend money and we're focusing now on a lot of things like the u.s civil rights trail international travel and it's just going to international travel yeah what do you mean well i mean it's uh 
the United States is obviously a huge market for international travel. People come from all over the world. But to Little Rock, you can't even fly here. Well, actually, it's you. Well, sure, you can. I mean, now. you can. Oh, but come on. Oh yeah, I forgot you were on the you're on the commission. I was on the commission, yeah. and you're only one stop you're away on from any place yeah, in the one, world. I, you know, so I, I like those give non- me a break. I like now. those nonstop flights. All right, go well, ahead. I do too. But anyway, <laughs> tourism, uh, international tourism, is really growing. And we're focused because the governor's done a lot with China on uh, economic development and bringing industries here. So we're focused and have contracted really? with someone to help us to bring more tourists to from China. We're also the U.K. and Australia. And interestingly, one of the things we're doing is we partner with 11 other states that are in the south. It's called Tourism Sisters? South. Oh. Other states. And we market together to get them to come to the south. And one of the big... I guess I'll say uh, interested right now in countries all over the world is a civil rights structure, I mean, struggle and racism in America. And the U.S. Civil Rights Trail, which Central High is one of the top ten that represents uh, the civil rights struggle, uh, they, we have already have huge uh, visitor uh, numbers from out of the country, but we're focusing on that as an increased part of our domain. I am, from this radio show, I have learned that the South, that the world is fascinated by the South. Yeah, yeah. That we are a culture that fascinates people. I was, had no idea. It was, a, you know, the, the, the museums, the, uh, Af- uh, the African-American history, the Native American history, the uh, places like Johnny Cash Home and Dice Community. I mean, all these, I mean, it's, it's, people are fascinated with that and come from all over. They are. That's what uh, Work Saban was saying that, what, Jesse, are you about to say something? It's really the heartbeat of American culture. It It is? All music, all art. I mean, we we rule. The Delta and this area of the United States, I've been saying it for years, we rule. I don't know. I thought it was the colonies that ruled. Well, thank you for reminding me because music... uh, Music heritage is a huge part of what we have to offer to people from all over the world. It sure is. Uh, you know, you can do rappelling. We've got rappelling here. Oh, yeah. We've got horseback riding. Uh, You've been doing your homework. I, well, I've done all this. <laughs> okay. I just think about all the stuff I've done. When my kids were young, and my husband is an avid hunter Good. and fisher. Yeah. So it, uh, the, the Washita Mountains are also interesting about right. uh, uh, Arkansas. Is the Washita Mountains, I think, are the only mountains that run... Uh, is it east to west? Well, the the one thing I know about them, I'm not sure. I think it is east to west. But the one thing I do know about the Washtaws is that it's probably the only what I'll call true mountains in Arkansas. There, because they were created by geologic uplifting, whereas the other mountains in Arkansas are dissected plateaus that are flat on top. Mm. So the Washtaws have that true mountain. And and they kind of cuts through the center of the state, which makes a very yeah. diverse uh, state parks. And mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not sure how. You, you, you'd speak to that because you can go to the delta where oh, yeah. where it's flat and then you can go to the mountains we have a lot of diversity so much diversity do. Do, do do most states have 52 parks most i mean there are some california and maybe texas and colorado that may have as many or more but most don't do i have time for me to mention one other thing Mm-mm. yeah go ahead i'm sure. calling at least five mayors a day and we have 501 cities in arkansas and I'm trying to find those unique things that would be of interest that we need to help promote. So, And also just making a personal connection. There's no doubt that one of the mayors that Jim Daly called and spoke to when he was director of tourism was the former and now current mayor of North Little Rock, Terry Hartwick, who five years ago became director of parks and tourism in North Little Rock. Since taking this position in 2016, He's added three new rental facilities, upgraded Burns Park golf course, and equestrian parking, brought special events to raise funds for One Heart Playground, a playground made accessible for children and parents with special needs, and worked with his staff to develop a new logo and a bi-weekly newsletter. (laughs) You sound good. It's a pleasure to welcome to the table the loyal and competent Mr. Terry Hartwick. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're both from North Little Rock. We've been in here reminiscing about North Little Rock. Yeah, I can remember back in the old days for sure. (laughs) It's good. It was good to grow up in North Little Rock. Do you know why they call North Little Rock Dogtown? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I I know why. Well, tell everybody. North Little Rock was the eighth ward of Little Rock. and At that time, uh, we were trying to, I guess, succeed or create our own town. 
So when Little Rock people found about it, they kind of took the dogs that they picked up and brought them to North Little Rock and put them on our side of the river. We didn't have any leash laws. We didn't have any leash laws then. So long story short, it was just kind of a payback from Little Rock for us trying to become our own city. So anyway, it's, it's been good. You know, I love that story yeah. because we had no leash laws and it rem it harkens back to that part, that part in the movie, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, you'll, if you'll remember, uh, you may not, but when I was mayor, uh, we actually buried Dogtown. We had, a, we had actually a cemetery uh, plaque or whatever you call it, a pub, and it was in City Hall, and it says, Here Lies Dogtown. <laughs> so Jackie Neal Doug got that, and uh, I remember we had it in City Hall for a long time, so we buried Dogtown back in those days. Nowadays, we kind of like saying, I'm I know. Dogtown. Oh, I'm a it, Dogtown. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's come full circle. Yeah, it has. So you said that you uh, you added three new rental facilities. What does that mean? Well, we had a place called Stone Lane. Said it was a golf course, and the pro shop had closed up, and it was just laying there in ruins. So what I did, I took Stone Lane's uh, the pro shop and made it a hospitality house. So now we rent it out to many people from anywhere from birthday parties to graduation parties to wedding receptions to so on. In fact, last week we held over 2,000 people there that had conquered the gauntlet. It was a thing where you climb over. I guess fences crawl through mud, and you run a course about two miles, but it, it's well served for the east end of our town, where they had nothing to go to. So it's for the kids? Well, kids, adults, anybody. I mean, you'd be surprised. We've had birthday parties, like I said, receptions, wedding receptions, uh, showers. So it has been redone completely. So it's on the east end of our town. And it was just laying there, um, kind of like nothing was going on. So we took it, and I will say this year we'll probably do $21,000 worth of rentals out of that one unit. Then I went to uh, the Heritage Room, the golf course. It was the Where? the Heritage Room. We call it the Heritage Room name because we named it after Glenn Day. He won the Heritage Classic. But oh, it's I at, get you. It's at the, at the golf course, but it was a ruined old pro shop. And what we've done now was kind of the same thing. We've taken it and uh, cleaned it up, made it where you would be proud to go into it. And again, it gives people in our city more opportunities to rent places because it's tough. I mean, if you're trying to find a place that like I say, for birthday parties, wedding receptions, whatever, just a, even a sales meeting. Where do you go? With it didn't cost you 400 So we come to the parks, and we rent that to you for about $200. And the third one is, I took the old river house down. It used to be a bike shop, and it was completely destroyed. I mean, completely. It's right on the river. Overlooks the Arkansas River. And we did the same thing to it, and it rents two to three times every weekend. In fact, last weekend, they had the cotillion there. So, who, who, who manages these? Uh, we do it through the parks now. Uh, you call in the parks and say, I'd like to have a room rented, and we go, here's your choices. Plus, we still have the hospitality house out there, which everybody's probably been to at one time or another. Out so, where? Uh, in Burns Park. Yeah. Actually, in Burns Park, it'll hold about 200 people. So, so, many, many events we've had there, but now we have opportunities. So, if you live in the East End, you go, you got anything out here closer for my people? So, now we got Stone Links. Now we got one on the river. And then and where was that third one that you said? Her the Heritage Where's Room. Where's that one? That's actually in the golf, right behind, it's on the golf course. Oh, that, the same golf course? Same golf course, same Burns Park. We just took an old building and redid it, and it is rented. All of these are rented two or three times a week, you see. Oh, it's the golf course at Burns Park. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, son. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, we've taken those, and uh, That's they, awesome. are, they are all renting quite heavily, and it's very much used, and it's something that... You know, I saw a need for her, and guess what? People are taking advantage. You had the property already. Yeah, we did. And we're um, sitting there in ruins, so we fixed them up. Made and, it pretty. And um, um, how do people find out about it if they want to rent it? What happens is that people will call and ask them for the hospitality house, but now there's enough people that go, well, the hospitality's full. And then we still, we, so we, what we just do is, like anybody else, we go, would you consider going to the golf course? We have a place there that'll hold. 80 we got a place on riverfront that'll hold 120 and they go riverfront yeah i'm interested so they'll they'll come by and get a key or they'll go out to the golf course and we'll show them and after we show them they're, they're using hook so is it online you can go and learn about oh, it yeah, online yeah, yeah, at, on at what north little rock parks, parks and, and rec yeah north little rock yeah. parks and rec and then we have yeah and then we have sorry at start gov yeah nlr.ar.gov so oh, north okay. parks Anyway, you can go there and learn about the opportunities, and, and then can, you can call and find out if they're available, sure. and, and the people em. will help you figure yeah. out if, if one's full to use another one. That's exactly. good. Yeah. What about this equestrian parking? Is that for horses? Yep. Uh, what happened, I went out there, and there's a lady, uh, her name is uh, Lee Bell, and Lee has been a friend of mine for, oh gosh, 
many, many years, but she's, she loves horses. She's just a horse freak. Well, she come to me and said, Terry, if you have three or four trailers and you have your horses, they were sitting on kind of a slanted hill. It got kind of tough. So I said, well, let me just fix that. So what we've done, we've moved the equestrian trail where you go and park and made a flat spot now where you can only put, where before you could only put maybe three or four trailers and then you have 20. And they, they're flat and it's easy to get on. We have stepping stools that from jump on the horse. And, and, you know, we just kind of made it better and easier. You just got to look at what people need and know that with a little ingenuity and a little people saying, yes, you can go do things that are so simple. We have other areas they could park, and that's all it took is a new parking area. Is that in Burns Park? In Burns Park, too. So if you want to come ride your horse, yeah. you can trailer it to Burns Park, Burns Park, and you can ride it. Yeah, all through. The, I mean, there's trails after trails after trails after trails out there, and it's really neat. Um, and it, and it's alongside the river? Well, you could get down by the side of the river. Yeah, you, or you can be up in the mountains, or you can be, I mean, we got some pretty good-sized mountains up there in Burns Park. I shouldn't say mountains, hills, I guess you'd say. In fact, uh, one of my new plans here is making a mountain biking trail. Mountain biking has become very, very popular. Um, I'm probably going to hire a firm to look what it takes to put a mountain biking trail in and clean up some of the trails we'll have and make them better. So, Mount, I saw your sun shaking and said mountain biking is a big thing. You so, like, you uh, like I, that. I, yeah, everybody be surprised. It's not just his age. You got kids that are 9, 10, 11 years old right now mountain biking. So, you know, Burns Park to me was is a hidden jewel. Now, I know I was mayor and, and, and it was there and then I went to Parks and Rec, but when Joe, the mayor, gave me the opportunity to run parks, at first I went, let's see you and I talk about this to see if I want to do it. But then the more I looked at what the opportunities were, I went, this is pretty neat. We can do things that no one else has done, such as the One Heart Park. I mean, here I run probably one of the second largest municipal parks in the world, and we didn't Are have... Are you talking about Burns Park? Yeah, Burns Park. And not only is it Burns Park, I've got 35 community parks, too, in our city. So there's always, like, Ottawa Park, and there's Fernie Hole Park, and there's Crestwood. So, But what I found out is we didn't have anything for uh, what I call special needs. And here we are... And that, we had that opening, and you know, I had a sinkhole there back in June. We just opened it last what week. What now? Well, we, we built it, and the second, two days before I was about to open what we call One Heart Park, it had sinkholes everywhere. And, uh, well, that was unforeseen. You're telling me. And uh, so I'm, they called me out there, and the first thing I'm seeing is this pour and play pad is very expensive, but I had them cut it open. And when we cut it open, there was actually three and four foot holes all in the playground area. So we, what we did, I just had to think it out and get back. And what I said, let's take the equipment down, let's dig it out and do it right and do it over. What gets you, I may tear up, but people don't, I mean, there was a man 30 years old in a wheelchair. <clears throat> and he says, I've been waiting for something like this for 30 years. So I could do the things that other kids do, where it's a slide or ride a you know, uh, just ride something, give it a little swing. I mean, because they don't, people with special needs don't have this. And you got to know that <clears throat> what I found out with this, I got this from Emma. If everybody knows Emma, she's four years old. You go on site, she is special. And she, when I saw her the first time, I kind of got to thinking, how does her mother and father swing with her? How do they put her on slide? How do they interact? So. That's when I kind of took it on and said, we're going to make one of these. Who's Emma? Emma is a four-year-old little girl who has Turner Syndrome. And she belongs to Geraldine and Kenny Watson. If you go online and pick up Emma, she has like five or 6,000 followers. She drilled me a heart. And that's why we call it One Heart Park. And, uh, is she local? Mm-hmm. She's from Arkansas? She's North Florida. She really is. I wish <clears throat> I could see your face. She is a special young lady. First time I met her. I was talking to her mother and father, and, I, and, and she can hear, but it's tougher to communicate, but she was humming, you are my sunshine. I got to listen to her, and uh, she was singing, but <clears throat> she's special. So there's a lot of special ones just like her. And she named the park. Well, we were going to call it Emma's Park, but I got more I talked about it. It's more than just Emma out there. There are so many people. Let's say you're an older gentleman and you're in a wheelchair or you can't move your... How do you play with your grandchildren? So it's not just for Emma's, it's also for older people. And I call it, call it a universal park now. It's because it's for so many people. 
So we built it, and it's uh, pretty dick and neat. And it's high overdue, time yeah, it overdue, is. isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm very proud of that one. I guess uh, when Joe was, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to it that day because I'd always tear up. <clears throat> and, uh, this is a great place to take a break. It's springtime, and with things beginning to look up all around America, you might think for the very first time of putting up a flagpole in your yard. Have you given it any thought? If you're looking for an aluminum flagpole or kit, flagandbanner.com is the place to start. Our commercial flagpoles are made in America with high tensile strength aluminum. Each pole comes with a deep luster, powder coat, clear anodized or bronze finish. For your home, check out our house flagpole kits and individual yard flagpoles. You can browse the website, flagandbanner.com. Wherever you want to mount your flag, we've got the pole that's right for you. If you're unsure about what size or type of flagpole you want to do, you can check out our handy chart there on the website, flagandbanner.com. Flagandbanner.com, looking forward to a fantastic spring and summer 2021, and we're there to help you if you want to make some changes. Think about putting a flagpole in your yard. You'll be very proud. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she launched the business website, flagandbanner.com, became an early blogger in 2004, founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom in 2009, began distributing a biannual publication called Brave Magazine in 2014, and today she's branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. Each week, you'll hear her engage in candid conversations with her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting, educational, and motivational. This year, stay informed about her upcoming and exciting guests by subscribing to our Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy YouTube channel. For a complete update of happenings on the Flag and Banner campus, Dreamland Ballroom events, sneak peeks of the upcoming Up In Your Business guests, sales of flagandbanner.com, relevant Brave Magazine articles, and Carrie's current blog post, join our email list at flagandbanner.com to receive our very popular, all-inclusive, water-cooler weekly email. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. The flagandbanner.com. Next up on this special edition of Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, in which we're celebrating three people who've made it very easy for us to enjoy the beautiful resources of Arkansas, retired director of Arkansas Department of Tourism, Joe David Rice, retired mayor of Little Rock and director of tourism, Jim Daly, and former and current mayor of North Little Rock, Terry Hartwick, we'll revisit a little with Joe David Rice, who was asked a very interesting question by Carrie McCoy. So you worked under five different governors. Yes, uh uh-huh. I asked a guy who was in the military, how do you stay in the military when they keep changing the president all the time? And he said, you just do. So how do you stay, fly under the radar, not butt heads when governors are changing all the time and you're working on a project and you get a new governor? And he says, oh, that's stupid. Let's not do that. Or does that ever happen? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't admit it if it did. Uh, Come we on, had give a, me some dirt. <laughs> a, a, a really good team at, at Parks and Tourism uh, for a number of years. Richard Davies was our director and Greg Butts, our state parks director. And I was a tourism director. And I think uh, the governors just felt that we were doing the right things. We were in there for the right reasons. We were looking out for Arkansas, not for, you know, one party or the other. And uh, we, we weren't looking for new jobs. And we just uh, enjoyed what we were doing. I think we would all agree we had the best jobs in the state at the time. And we just uh, look forward to going to work every day and trying to increase uh, the tax revenues and improve Arkansas's image out there. What do you think about our state parks while you were there? What changed and improved while you were there? When I first got there, many of the parks were struggling. We didn't have nearly enough money. Uh, They'd been neglected. And then the voters approved the conservation amendment back in 96. And all of a sudden, our parks had about $20 million a year to you know, replace the roofs, put in new sewer systems and new electrical hookups for the campsites. And I think right now we have probably one of the top state park systems in America, and it's getting better every day. Rate it. How top? Who's got the best? Uh, California? No, California's had some financial trouble. They In recent years, they've actually had to close parks. Uh, South Carolina has a, a good system. Colorado has a good system. But oh, uh, yeah. I'll put ours up with any of those. Really? You bet. 
you ought to just pat yourself on the back. Well, the, the voters gave us the resources to do that. Now, that's the sign of a good leader. Did you see him just give the credit away? Well, another thing, Carrie, got to, to realize is that uh, our parks are free, you know, with the exception of, I guess, the folk center, where there's an admission fee. You can go to any park, and you don't have to pay an admission fee. There's no gate. And uh, a lot of states don't operate on that system. I know my wife and I were out in um, Utah a couple years ago, and every time we went to a state park, there's another $15 admission fee. And, you know, that adds up after a while. What? So so our, poor people can't go to state parks? They they. If they had fifteen dollars, they could. But that's the got to remember here in Arkansas, we've done a good job of making our parks accessible. We, you sure have. So let's talk about the governors. So Ernie Dumas was on. He talked about all the governors that he got to cover in his in his uh, his career as a reporter for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Who would you say was the most uh, the friendliest to the natural states state parks? Uh, it's easy as Mike Huckabee. Uh, really? You know, if you remember, you know, Huckabee liked to go fishing and, and, and get out. In fact, um, when we were working on that campaign in 1996 to try to get the conservation amendment passed, Huckabee had just come into office after succeeding uh, Jim Guy Tucker. And, you know, Huckabee's a young Republican governor. We're going, oh, my God, you know, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so we go to talk to him, and we ask if he would just kindly set this election out and let us go ahead about our business. And he said, what do you mean? I'm for it. What can I do to help? And he's the guy that got in his bass boat and floated down the Arkansas River from Fort Smith down to Marisac, making campaign stops along the way, fishing and, and making stump speeches. And had Mike Huckabee not done that, that conservation amendment never would have passed. So without a doubt, uh, Huckabee and Janet uh, both were big advocates of state parks and did everything they could to, I think, help the public appreciate what we have in our state park system. You know, I keep talking about Ernie Dumas. I don't know why, but he, I asked him to give me one word to describe each governor. And... Um, and he called Jim Guy Tucker unlucky and Bill Clinton brilliant. And he called Mike Huckabee liberal. By standards back in those days, uh, he was quite, I would probably use the word progressive. Was it progressive? Maybe he said. But, yeah, it might have been the I word. I think that might have been the word. I think that yeah. might have been the word he mm-hmm. actually used. Progressive. Said the most progressive. And, and uh, well, like uh, Governor Hutchinson, uh, some of Huckabee's most difficult problems came from the, the far right wing of his own party. And he you know, tried to, I think, get him back a little bit toward the middle. But but Huckabee uh, was a, a really good governor from a conservation angle. So uh, I would have thought that it would have been maybe uh, Governor Clinton, because I think it was during his tenure that he changed to the name, our name of our state, or from uh, the land of opportunity. I don't even know if people realize we used to be called the land of opportunity to now the natural state. And I think that was in Clinton's tenure. Yeah, but he really didn't have anything to do with that. That was pretty much Bobby Glover out of Carlisle, state representative, uh, who, who did that. He, Bobby Glover gets the credit for that. Did you have a, did you, were you a part of that too? I wondered. Oh, in the background, I was helping when I could. Mm-hmm. Is there one that you would say um, was the least favorite <laughs> or the hardest to work with about it? Oh, Every governor has his or her, we don't have any her governors yet, but has his own uh, agenda, I guess. Mr. Clinton liked uh, education, and I know that we were trying to to improve departmental funding at Parks and Tourism, and he said, well, as soon as we get the roads fixed and the education fixed, we're going to take care of you. But we all know that the roads were never going to be totally fixed, education not completely fixed. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to sort of get in line there. Um I know that uh, Mike Beebe said if he could make one change to his administration, it would have been that hog farm permit up in Newton County. Oh, I'm and, glad you uh, brought that up. That that was something that sort of fell through the cracks during his watch, uh, and he he much regretted that, I know. So tell our listeners what you're talking about. Well, back, uh, I don't know, six or eight or ten years ago, some farmers up in Newton County had lived on the land for multi, many generations. They were trying to make a living up there, and they decided that perhaps a hog farm would be the way to do it. And so they went through the permitting process, and the folks at the Department of Environmental Quality, um, I don't think were sort of asleep at the wheel anyway, they permitted it. It was probably the, the worst place in Arkansas you could put a hog farm because it was right on top of some uh, limestone where the sewage would leak right through to the, the groundwater. And they were not malicious. They just were trying to make a good living. And then they got the hog farm up, and then people, you know, rose up in arms saying, gosh, this is going to hurt the buffalo. 
And so it's been a, a number of years, but with the Nature Conservancy's help and Stacy Hurst at the Department of Arkansas Heritage, now Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, and the governor, uh, the, the hog farm was purchased by the state. They had removed the last of the hogs, pump it out, mm. and the, the buffalo will no longer be threatened. And you're talking about the Buffalo River. They were at the top yes. of the Buffalo River, which yes. is a... Uh, it's, an, it's a federally protected yeah, river, isn't it? It's called the Buffalo National River. It's actually a unit of the national park system, but it's not a national park. But it's about 95,000 acres uh, owned by you, me, and the other 300 million people in America. And they were saying that the it was floating downstream into where families were floating, and it was becoming a health hazard to the people that were canoeing and swimming in the water. Yeah, that, those were the allegations. Um, I, I'm not sure there were any actual public health threats just yet, but there was no question that that sewage stuff was leaking into Big Creek, which flowed in the Buffalo, and there were algae blooms, and the, the water quality had, had severely diminished right below the confluence of those two creeks. So mm-hmm. uh, I, this will be a, a good solution. And the, the governor took the lead on that, Governor Hutchinson. And I can't believe they bought the land. That's Great. Good for them. Well, they actually bought a conservation easement. So they, the families, I think, will still own the land, but they can no longer operate a hog farm there. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about, as the director of state parks, I'm sure you've had some crazy questions. One time I heard you speak, and you said some of the funniest things that you've ever been asked was about the Passion Play. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's see, there's so many stories. I, let me let me talk, tell you another one first. Uh-huh. Uh, some of our state parks uh, where we would have uh, campgrounds and restrooms like at uh, uh, one of the Civil War commemorative parks, you know, people would come up and say, uh, why is this a, a state park? Because all the restrooms and campgrounds must have been there for the soldiers. I mean, they just couldn't figure that out. <laughs> it's just It's just so... There was a tourist attraction up in Eureka called Dinosaur World, and people would call us and ask for the money back because the dinosaurs weren't living. They were stone replicas. We went there, didn't we, Sunday? Yeah, and uh, the uh, Christ of the Ozarks, this is what you're talking about, Carrie. We had actual tourists look up at the statue of Christ of the Ozarks, and they said, well, is that thing natural or man-made? And, you know, how do you answer those kinds of questions? You're like, it's concrete and 20 feet tall. It's like a, a time I, when I owned the canoe business. We put this couple in from Louisiana, and it was a beautiful day, spring day in May, you know, 70 degrees, no humidity, big white clouds against the deep blue sky. And I, I put them in the – and push them into the river, and the guy does one of these timeout signs, and over the roar of the rapids says, which way do we go? And I had to point <laughs> downstream. Uh, but, oh! The yeah. whole day. <laughs> but what was interesting about that job is when you pick people up, uh, at the end of the day, most of them had fallen in love with the state and they were ready to buy a piece of paradise. Now, that was, say, 95%, Carrie, but the, and you're saying, well, Joe David, what about the other five? Well, we determined after careful analysis it was couples taking their canoe trip when they were having problems with their relationship, and they thought a canoe trip would be a great way to patch things up, and that won't work. I tell you what, a canoe trip, yeah. A canoe, that's like having a baby because you think it's going to make your marriage better. <laughs> and you're like, no, that was a hard, lot of hard work. Uh, people don't realize also that canoeing is dangerous. Well, it can be in the right conditions, the and wrong conditions. I have almost died before. Don't act like it's not. More than <laughs> once I have almost died. Because well, you get out there in the spring when the water's high and you don't know anything about it. And you've tumped over, and you're freezing, and you don't have a wetsuit on. I mean, you know, it's – look, you're grinning. That's because you know. Maybe you should go in June and July when the water's a little slower, a little bit warmer. I even tumped over on the Cato last summer, I want you to know. But that was my granddaughter. It was hilarious. It was my granddaughter's fault. <laughs> That's uh, one of those underappreciated streams down around Glenwood. Uh, it's a, a very lovely float uh, when you're upright, I guess. And you can fish. Great gravel bars on the Cato. Yes, and you can fish. Uh, I couldn't believe how crowded it was. I'd never been on the Cato and had it crowded, and it was crowded. You know, now that my wife and I are retired, we've discovered you can do things like Monday through Friday, and nobody's out awesome. there. Awesome. Yeah, we we avoid doing stuff on weekends. Yeah, that's like not going to the beach on spring break anymore because the kids are grown. You can go in any yes. time. Returning now to Carrie's conversation with former Little Rock Mayor Jim Daly. He also was formerly the director of tourism for the state of Arkansas. 
He served as mayor for 14 years, but after 10, he began to think he may not run for another term. But what changed his mind turned out to be one of the tourism spectacles of the state of Arkansas. I started thinking, you know, maybe I won't run for another term. But we were in the midst of uh, courting President Clinton to locate the library here in Little Rock. And he came to me one day, grabbed me by the lapel of my jacket and said, Mayor Daly, I hear you're thinking about uh, dropping out and not seeking re-election. And I said, well, thinking about it, Mr. President. And he said, I don't want another mayor there when we open that presidential library. And I said, no pressure. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so I ran then and and there were other things I felt like I you know, wanted to do in my life. And the mayor's job, I tell you, is consuming. I mean, it's 24-7. You're on call. You have things every night that you Every night you eat out at a something. I mean, every night there's two, three, four events of some sort. You may go for five minutes here for 30 minutes there. Uh, you've got to have good shoes. The week You do. The weekends are full with events and all of that. And it's a huge responsibility. Because you don't, when do you get to work is what I always think is well, weird. Well, you have to have a good staff. I mean, you really do. Because, because you're really just a figurehead almost running really around are. and you then really you come you, back. You are working to establish policy direction and at the same time be the chief spokesperson. Uh, you've got the bully pulpit, so you're there to do that. But quite frankly, without the 2,000 employees or without the... You know, the hundred and we had two thousand employees at city government, yeah, Little Rock, two thousand well, plus. Running two thousand people would make me crazy. <laughs> well, you gotta have good people. I mean But I've, you only spoke to how many at the top? Oh, probably at the top fifteen or twenty, something Yeah, like that's that. about yeah, all I can do. Yeah, right, something like that. Same way at Parks and Tourism, um, you have the same thing. I mean, we've got fifteen hundred employees over there in the total agency and under tourism probably ninety employees, but you deal with the main key individuals that run the ship. So you were the mayor when Clinton made his announcement from the State House yeah. Convention Center. I what was. was that like? Probably gives him a goosebump still. I have the high honor and the great privilege of introducing Chelsea Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and our governor and the next president of the United States, Bill Clinton. I refuse to be part of a generation of Americans that fails to compete in the global economy and so condemns hardworking middle-class Americans to a lifetime of struggle without reward or security. Make no mistake, this election is about change. Change in our party, change in our leadership, change in our nation. And that is why today I proudly announce my candidacy for President of the United States of America. And probably the two most uh, memorable events of my time as mayor were A, when he was elected president, and B, when we, in 1997, opened the doors to Central High School to the Little Rock Nine with the president there, the governor there, and myself there. What year opened, was that? 1997, the mm. 40th year anniversary. Mm. And 5,000 people on the lawn, international publicity, and the president, the governor, and the mayor there opening the door that had been turned or closed to those nine African Americans back in 1957. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Central High School, where for giving and giving have worked in concert for the past 40 years in making Central High School one of the most beautiful schools in America. Welcome. At this time, we present to you our mayor of our city, Mayor Daly. Good morning, Central High. Good morning, Little Rock, Arkansas. Good morning, Mr. President and First Lady. It's great to have you home again with us. On behalf of our city and with special greetings from the Central High neighborhood, the Little Rock City Board of Directors and the citizens of Arkansas, welcome to Little Rock, Arkansas, the home of the President of the United States. Forty years ago today, nine brave young men and women entered this school breaking down barriers and setting positive examples for generations to come. With the love and support of their family and friends, 
these students showed incredible courage. And when we opened that door that day, with three of us are standing there, and they're walking in, several of them with tears in their eyes, you just know that uh, they have, this has touched them, and certainly it touched the world. Touches me just thinking about it. I know. It still gives me goosebumps. That's what I say. The president getting elected. You're about to cry. <laughs> it's still. People cry on this show all the time, yeah, don't they, Jesse? Yeah. It happens. I know. I'm, they make me cry. A couple weeks ago, I cried. I'm about to cry over that, too, thinking about it. I bet that was unbelievable when it, the door opened. It really was. Uh, what about in the old state house when they were all up at the, I think I said convention center, but it was the old state house. Yeah, it was the old state house. Yeah, and as I recall, that night was one of the coldest nights probably ever on that night in Little Rock. And everyone was freezing, uh, and at the same time, there was the warmth of what was going on. Bill Clinton's being introduced right now. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Very dramatic entrance. 12.20 in the morning, Wednesday, 11.21, in Little Rock, Arkansas. The new President of the United States, his wife, Hillary, their daughter, Chelsea. My fellow Americans. On this day, with high hopes and brave hearts, in massive numbers, the American people have voted to make a new beginning. And perhaps most important of all, to bring our people together as never before so that our diversity can be a source of strength in a world that is ever smaller, where everyone counts and everyone is a part of America's family. I mean, it was just an exciting time. and. And, and, you know, that and also the opening of the presidential library. I mean, those all huge events that uh, put Little Rock and Arkansas on the map in a positive way. That's former mayor and director of tourism in the state of Arkansas, Jim Daly. We wrap up this special celebration of parks and tourism in our beautiful state with Carrie McCoy's traditional ending of a show. I brought you a gift today, too. Well, that's uh, so kind. Thank look, you so Arkansas much. Arkansas state flag, U.S. flag desk set. Do you have one of those? I do not. I'm amazed how many people do not have a desk set with the Arkansas state flag. I had one when I was employed by the state, but uh, Good. I had an inventory number. had to leave it there when I left. <laughs> Joe David, thank you again for all of your good works. Arkansas is a better place. The planet is a better place because of you and what you've done. Well, thanks. We had a, a good team at Parks and Tourism. I'm proud to have worked for them. There he goes again, giving away the credit, just like a real pro. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guests. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream. 